live. This is the Life Podcast. Here on Life, we filter our thoughts through God's thoughts, our views through God's view, and our perspectives through God's perspectives. Today, I am joined by my guy, the one and only, the one who levitates and feet does not touch the ground, by new co-host to the Life Podcast, my daddy, my papa, David Oops. What's up, man? Nothing, man. That's a great introduction. (laughs) Got me over here cheesy. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, We are back. This is episode five. Okay. Episode five. Um, Last week, um, I'm introduced a new topic that I'm going to cover over the next week. Well, we'll cover over the next three weeks dealing with children in society, youth in crisis. So I did like an overview last week. If you have not subscribed to the show, please subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts on. Please subscribe so that you can always know when we update it um, or upload it a new episodes. Um, but we're going to do a series on youth in crisis from the church perspective, though. So mm-hmm. God judges those on the outside, but we ought to judge those on the inside, right? Corinthians says that. So we're dealing with my view on children being a public school teacher being a teacher being a father dealing with students or children for so long in my life um and then we're gonna have somebody from my church jason brown come on uh he's the youth director he has three teenage children so he's gonna come on and he'll kind of walk us through what that looks like as well so that's the plan but if you have not heard the last episode i think it'll be good for you to go back and listen to that so you kind of know where the ship is staring to, all right? So, with all that being said, what's up, Dad? Not a whole lot. It's the uh, end of the week. Uh, end of the work week, so you know how that feels. Mm-hmm. Ready for the weekend. Uh, busy weekend coming up. But other than that, I feel pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, I think the weekend only matters when you're working. <laughs> Amen to that. I can attest to that. Yeah. Like now that I'm I'm all for the summer. Yeah. And I'm not working. The weekend is just like, oh yeah, it is gonna be Saturday. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't I don't have to think about that no more. Right. I don't have to think about oh Friday and Sunday night. I'm like, dreading it. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> what I literally when I used to work and I used to be working during the summer. I mean, well during the fall. It seemed like you blink. And you right back where you were yeah. four hours ago yeah. or two exactly. days ago. And it's exactly. like, this cannot be all that my life is about. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, man, I uh, spent some time around some, you know, some different cultures. And I just see that a lot of people, man, they really get a lot out of their weekends. Mm. Just being intentional about planning your weekend and planning on being out and about and and, and really and and. I was kind of jealous at first. You just seem like, man, they do all of that in the weekend. Mm-hmm. But but then it just turned into like um, like a purpose. Like, yeah, you got to be intentional because you work hard all week, you know. And like you said, you blink, you turn around, and you're right back in there. So why not fill that time with something that's going to be enjoyable, memorable, 
Yeah. You know, and, and give you something to look forward to the next weekend yeah. other than sleeping in on Saturday. Living for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I think so many people use their weekends just to recuperate from the week. Yeah. yeah work is hard, man. Depending on where you work. Like, I remember just not too long ago coming home from school and just like, I don't want to do nothing. These kids drive me crazy. Like, I just want to kind of lick my wounds before I have to go back in there. Because it seems like every time I do something, all that's looming in the back of my head is Monday. Mm-hmm. It's this meme on the internet. Where, uh, it's like a wrestler in WWE coming down the aisle or coming down the runway. And behind him is like the Undertaker. <laughs> like with this very wicked look. And yeah. he's, it's like purple. and <laughs> It look all scary. And he's just looking like he's looming in the back. And I always think about that on the weekend. <laughs> That's Monday. <laughs> Monday is lurking in the background. Yeah, so I'm like, this. oh my goodness. Uh, so now that I don't have that, yeah, uh, it, it's fun. But it is, it is smart. Like, you do work hard. You should enjoy yourself on the weekend. It's about balance. It's about balance. I mean, I, I just feel that if you work hard all week, doing whatever you do, you know, whether it's a physical, mental, whatever, um, and you relax the whole weekend, and then on Sunday afternoon, you start dreading yeah. going back to work, that's just a cycle that I think just kind of eats at you after a while. It just kind of pulls a lot out of you. Yeah. So it's all about balance, man. It's, it's anything. I mean, there are weekends where we need to lick our wounds and kind of <laughs> recoup. Because mm-hmm. um, I know some, sometimes, man, if Saturday morning, if it's pouring down raining, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix and chill, right? <laughs> that, that's that's dedication right there. Oh, yeah, this is it right here. Uh-huh. I ain't, yeah. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I just think having that balance, man, where you're out you know, experiencing new things. At the same time, recharging your batteries and being around, just being around good people, man. That helps a lot too, being around good family and friends. So I think it's all about balance, man. And of course, not neglecting on Sunday morning to not use that as a day of foolery. Foolery. And, you know, and that, that's, that's even a better way to charge up your, your spiritual battery and, and get going again. Because I remember just having months and months of, doing what I want to do on Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, God's gracious gift to us is the Sabbath. Yeah. He set aside a day for you to rest because God worked hard for the six for those six days in creation. And the last day he rested. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess he didn't work hard, but <laughs> you know, he was, he, was inten- he worked intentionally. Yeah. Right? He worked he did some he worked, wonderful stuff. Yeah, he worked intentionally. Uh, which is, by the way, plug I in life, living intentionally for Amen. eternity. I'm just throwing that, that in there, throwing that in there a little bit, just throwing that in there a little bit. But um, so do, should you only play hard on the weekend if you actually worked hard on the weekend? No, man. <laughs> Some people don't work hard, bro. No. I mean, but work is work, man. You know, work is work no matter what you're doing. Um, if it's something that you're passionate about, then you enjoy doing it to the utmost. That's that's the ideal situation right there. Most but, people don't. Most yeah. people in America, I think it's like eighty seven percent hate their job. The mm-hmm. last one the last the last I think it was like a Pew Research or one yeah. of those 
um, Bonner group joints, and they were saying 90 or 92 or 87. It was between 87 and 92% of people hate their job. Wow, that's a huge number. But even going to work is getting there as a job within itself. Like you think of a parent that got to drop their kids off at school. What if they got little babies? Or what if they got a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old? That could be three different schools. Yeah. So it's like traffic, people cutting you off. It's like just to get there is a job sometimes. Yeah, no doubt. You know, it's, it's stressful. It's stressful. It is. But, again, it's temporary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's temporary. Of course, you know, I went through that. Yeah. Having to, you know, you know two separate households. Having to go pick y'all up from wherever y'all was to take y'all to school, and, mm-hmm. you know. So, but it didn't last forever. Nope. You did what you had to do during that time frame, and you move on. Um, yeah, 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 man. Well, anyway, <laughs> we just had a whole discourse on working, but we working folk now. Nah. Yeah, we working folk now. Nah. <laughs> At least me for the next year. You might hang them up. Well, I'm looking for next June, end of June, right around my birthday. I'm looking to be out of there, man. So, so you coming down the mountain? I'm going up it. Yeah, I'm coming down the mountain, man. I'm, I'm both my brothers retired. I got I got a little envy going on, <laughs> and uh, it made me kind of speed up my process. So okay, um, but yeah, gives you something to look forward to. Yeah, help you endure. Help you endure. It's easy to. It's simpler to endure when you know something's coming. Yeah, change is coming. Yeah. It's been a long, <laughs> long time coming. Yeah, but uh, that's good. So, Dad, what? You're joining the show. Are you excited? I am excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I've been excited since you you brought it up. Um, nervous <laughs> about it, you know. Just being able, you know. But but me and you have such great conversations anyway yeah it's natural it's just a natural thing Mm -hmm. so to sit and and have these conversations and have it um available Mm -hmm. to other people to hear is 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 a blessing because i I think that we talk about some really good stuff and and we don't know it all no you know Mm -mm. but there's a lot of it is from our christian perspective and our experience and everything so so no man i'm happy to be here um i was excited when you first told me about it Mm -hmm. um and especially because at first you were telling me you like to interview me a few times it's cool but then when you asked me to you know what i like to host i was like oh that's pretty cool yeah (laughs) Yeah. because i think in the back of my mind i was thinking about doing something like this anyway yeah especially with my two buddies rob and um eric so I think this is an excellent opportunity, especially with the topics and stuff that we're going to cover. Yeah, man. So, how does it feel to? How does it feel to do it with me? It feels great to do it with you for the very reasons that I, I talked about in the beginning. The fact that me and you have such uh, great discussions and chemistry, and we think a lot and and we disagree mm-hmm. on some things. Yeah, you know? and and we can we can uh, disagree and. And come back and hey man, you was right yeah. or whatever. We <laughs> yeah. not admit that we were wrong or uh-huh. agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the fact that I know that you're where your heart is, mm-hmm. you know, I know where your heart is and, and what you're trying to do. And I truly believe that this type of content is so needed. Yeah. Um, because I don't think we're represented. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as well as we should be represented. And that meaning the, the you know the Christian community and, and those of us who are really trying to live intentionally for the kingdom. Yeah. Um, because we are because of the council culture. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that you know topics that we can get you know persecuted for. <clears throat> that might be a little bit too harsh of a word, but definitely. Mm-hmm. It won't be our, our opinions, our our views won't be popular. No, especially what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, but that's fine. Like it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think another part of it that makes this so interesting is I don't hear podcasts with a father and son on there. Right. That is like very unique. Yeah. For our culture, and just for you and I, mm-hmm. because we do have very very detailed conversations and it can come from anywhere anywhere we could be talking about anything yeah. and it like comes back to this worldview that we both share mm-hmm. so when i was thinking about a host um obviously i thought about some of my friends cousins uh even nicole for some for some ways but or in some ways but i was just thinking what 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 would be most organic this needs to be organic people yeah. listen for authenticity. Mm-hmm. If you're authentic, um, even if you are wrong in some ways, people can respect that you're authentic. And there's not a lot of people like that. And to be honest, it still is a podcast and people still are going to be listening to you. So you need to have a nice voice. Some people's okay. voice just isn't yeah. fit a, isn't formidable to listen to for mm-hmm. an hour. That's like listening to an Akon CD. Like, good gracious, bro. <laughs> Spam is whining the whole CD, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what is you? That was a good example. Yeah, me like that. me out. Yes. Listen to Akon or or, or T Pain. <laughs> yeah, I would say you're mad too. I can't listen to Kim, Kim. for a whole yeah. city. God, yeah. oh my goodness. There's a couple of people out there like that, man. Their voices are so just. They stay right where they at. Man, I just. Yeah. I'm like no no octave changing. Yeah. Just, just, just to the end of the song, yeah. Crank it up a little bit, but yeah. So, but, right <laughs> but that stuff matters. Um, yeah. But I do like Kim's song, "Shimmer Life, Baby." Shimmer Life, girl. Remember we was going down the. Uh, <laughs> what were we going Hilton Head when our Connie was in the car? Nah, that had to be Florida. That big trip, yeah. And we was losing it. She was yeah, cracking. that had to be. Fun. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she was like, "Bro, y'all so stupid." <laughs> Lighting that song up, I mean, baby. <laughs> Taking that Dre loud. <laughs> Roll the window down. Everybody on the belt where you got to hear this. Baby. Girl. <laughs> That's all he said. Loved it. Girl. Girl. You know that I need you. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a great song, by the way. That's a plug. I love that song. Yeah. Uh, I sing it to my wife. Oh, yeah. That's a good song. Sing it to your wife. Um, based on life, living intentionally for eternity, I know when I interviewed you, you talked about what that meant but let's just come back full circle and uh when you heard me explain life to you and i came up in that acronym i shared the acronym with you were you like hmm did it have to grow on you were you did you agree automatically what was your thoughts oh agreed automatically Mm -hmm. i think i think that's been a place that we have been for quite a while understanding that you can't walk this walk or live this life without being intentional um, and that's from 
that's that's a lesson to be taught way early on. Yeah. You know, to be intentional about anything that you're taking serious and to think it through and to have a game plan and have, you know, goals and everything in mind when you're doing it. Um, and so that you're not being, um, your life is not chaotic yeah. and you're just going wherever the wind blows. Um, so, so living intentionally for eternity, man, is is is, is solely being kingdom minded, mm-hmm. and that's very important because with the culture that we have, the world that we're living in now, man, it is so easy to get sidetracked, get taken off off your path if you're not intentional. Yep. If you're not grounded, if you don't have a firm foundation. Mm-hmm. And you don't avail yourself to good teaching. Uh, so, when you brought it up, it just clicked with me because it just made sense. Yep. With 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 how we're trying to live. Yeah. Another word for intentional is diligence. Yeah. Hebrews talks about God as a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Mm-hmm. That's intentional. Yes. Um, you cannot prosper in anything you do without being intentional you don't oops a daisy become a michael jordan no you work you work you work at it um and i think that's one of the that's one of the things in christianity that i'm so glad i i didn't come up on some i'm under some false stuff where people think you become a christian and it's just cruise control yeah. Like, no, that's where the battle starts. It does. No, God is working in you to perform his will through you, is what Philippians tells us. But at the same time, you're matching that. Hey, what you're saying, faith without works is, or faith does, we, uh, we're not saved by our works. No, but faith without works are dead. Yes. If you are of faith, you will produce works. Mm-hmm. Christ says you'll know them by their fruit. If you abide in me, you'll, you will bear fruit. Any one of me will bear fruit. Mm-hmm. So that means that you'll put an effort into this. And we'll get into that a little bit later when we get to uh, Peter, when he talks about supplementing our faith with brotherly love and with yes. self-control and with yeah. knowledge and with grace and with compassion. Like we'll talk about that a little bit more, but diligently I'm seeking. And I'll, I'll share one of the reasons that's really how I've been convicted about in t- being intentional real quick. Me and my wife been struggling, right? And um, a lot of it comes from me, the, the 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 status quo. You get the girl and you just put it in cruise control. Yeah. It's, you don't pursue her the way you used to pursue her when you were dating her. You don't woo her the way you tried to, or the way you were wooing her when you was engaged and you was asking her, her hand in marriage. It just becomes like a business transaction. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no doubt. And she's been telling me in, in, in lesser words, you don't care about me the way you used to. Two responses. Initial response, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It's you. It's your fault. Because who likes to be accountable? Hey, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was my initial... Uh, I was offensive. I was offended and I became defensive instead of thinking about it. But but the Lord knows how to keep you up at night. Amen. The Lord knows how to get your attention. Mm-hmm. And humility 
is the is the sign of a man that's not arrogant. I don't I don't like arrogant people, but I see it in me so much. Right. It may not be boisterous like other people, but I see it when someone says I'm not doing something I think I'm doing. Right. It's a problem. So I had to humble myself and this morning I had to go to her and say, everything you said was right. Oh. Crush me. Yeah. Crush me. But it was true. The truth should crush you, but it will set you free afterwards. Amen. Now, everything, could that be a stretch? Maybe, but what she was talking about, she's right. Amen. I have not pursued her. Reasons why, I'm not going to get into all that. But I can see where I fell short. I can see where I had my spiritual temper tantrum in my, I'm not doing nothing. Right. I'm right. not getting what I want, so I'm not going to do nothing. You know how we get, bro. Yeah, 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 of course. You know how it is, so. Man, I can remember how I was <laughs> early on. Yeah. It's like that, that pride and that stubbornness mm-hmm. and that self-righteousness. Your example, not your words. Amen. I'm a talker, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can talk my way out of things. And she just said, in essence, my wife is saying, prove it. Prove that you care about me. And you don't get that through words. Now, words and affirmation and all that stuff is you're beautiful and I love you. You can say that, but your action is backing that up. Yeah. So that for me, it's not the knowing, it's the doing. Exactly. It's not the knowing what to do. It's mm-hmm. the actually it's to actually do it. Mm-hmm. Listen to a podcast with this guy named uh, Rusalon young dude well older dude now but he, he he's big on like men's ministry and he was just saying you know so many people are dogging the church about not having men ministry men's ministries and it's nothing for the men and the women are taking it up but he just said pastors i talked to and he said he said himself himself he would he does men's ministry and he said the problem is not that things aren't being done for young men men in general the problem is that men don't want to be held accountable oh yeah they want the resources the tools mm-hmm. but to actually do it and somebody mm-hmm. who's going to hold their feet to the fire mm-hmm. they don't want that right because men by nature are rebellious everybody is rebellious by nature i mean all of us are sin and fall short of the glory of god but with men it just seemed like it's on a thousand mm-hmm. yeah i don't want no other man telling me what to do right. i'd rather die right I would rather die than to listen to someone else. And that's an issue. That's an issue because for me in my situation, Dad, one of the wisest people I know is my wife. Right. I would have married her if she didn't possess wisdom. Now, is she always right? No. Is she most of the time right? Yeah. Yeah. And it it, it took a lot. It took a lot. It took me crying. I cried because I literally was in my mom. I was downstairs in the basement. Well, I don't have a basement. Well, downstairs. And I literally just was like, I don't know what to do. I don't, I just one of those, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I felt so bankrupt. Right. Inadequate. Like, I don't, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. And I woke up that morning with, the next morning with just a peace surrounding me. A peace that I knew I needed to apologize and that she was right. And I guess the peace was that that was going to make it right. Me, me just going to her, it wasn't a lot of words that walked in i was holding macy and i said you know everything you said you were right i was wrong i'm so sorry please forgive me and i'm not saying this to pump myself up by no means dad i'm just telling you like what 
what kind of was taking place with that mm-hmm. and uh taught me a lot nowhere near perfection i'm not i ain't i haven't arrived or anything like that but we're, we're in a better spot now that's um, beautiful man we're in a better spot <clears throat> Um, that's beautiful I think Proverbs says a cool answer turns away wrath mm-hmm. so I think that's what or a gentle answer turns away wrath so I think that's where, where I was it's not about the yelling and the screaming and the hollering fussing and all that stuff it's because you can only be responsible for yourself Amen. at the end of the day I really cannot be responsible for anyone else all I can do is not react but respond mm-hmm. I can't control anybody not even my kids Mm-hmm. I can't I can't make you do this I'm going to give you the standards and the principles behind it I pray you follow and obey but if you don't man, I can control the consequences in That's some ways you, yeah. in some ways but yeah. you just going to have to go through that mm-hmm. um, I, I want to see her prosper and I want to live in harmony with my wife but peace always comes through trials you have to endure in order to have real peace. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some strife before real peace. Mm-hmm. Before Christ comes back, it's going to be war. Before he establishes real peace on this earth, it's going to be a battle mm-hmm. between good and evil, darkness and light. Because peace in a broken world comes through friction, pain, yeah, anguish. Mm-hmm. And if you want it any other way, it's cheap. Definitely. It's cheap and it's a facade and it's not really taking place. It's just like a mirage of what it really could be. But if you want real peace, you got to get down to the nitty gritty. And that means you got to expose yourself to being hurt and forgiven. Mm-hmm. No one is more like God than when they forgive. Right? Amen to that. Amen to that. And and, and I think the what you're just talking about was what's going on in your marriage. It's a beautiful example of obedience you know what i mean because you use the word perfection not being perfect and god doesn't want perfection he wants obedience and i think as we talked about before the last time i was on was just talking about how that obedience and how recognizing when you're wrong accepting that you're wrong and asking for forgiveness for that that's a part of that obedience that he talks about because as we know we aren't perfect we're going to sin no one is sinless we're going to fall but the obedience part is how do you reconcile yourself back to him and 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 that's just the beautiful thing about his grace and his mercy man is that we can always find our way back but it has to be a growth process as you as you were just saying you should be growing through those that conflict you know what I mean? And I think that's one of the things that we always talk about when we talk about relationships is breaking away from people who don't grow. Yeah. To keep saying you're sorry about the same thing over and over again proves that you don't love me. You know, you mm-hmm. can't keep saying that you're sorry for the same thing over and over because there's no growth. Yeah. There's there's no doesn't mean that I hate you. Yeah. It just means that I have to control this relationship a different way. Amen. Yeah. So uh, uh, thank God for for what He's doing in your marriage, man, and yeah. and how you're growing. Both of you all are growing through the the pains and through the, the storms instead of moving further apart. Yeah. And it takes somebody always going to take somebody who's going to be willing to say, "I'm wrong. I apologize." Yeah. Well, you know, just for my part, 
you know? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of times you got that wrong, mm-hmm. but I apologize for the way that I responded. Yeah. You know? So I think it's, I was watching that stupid movie Deliver Us from Eva <laughs> last night. And in, in that movie, one of the sisters gave a stat about, you know, 52% of marriages fail in the first five years. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but it just stuck with me. Like, it was like a dart in my heart. Knowing yeah. what her what her and I were going through. Right. And then, I mean, it was like a fear came over me that was like, oh my goodness. That's scary. We only two years in. Right. And you can see, this is hard. This is hard. I mean, literally the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. By far. Like, in college, I worked four jobs overnight. Still had to go to work. Still had to go make your age. Still had to pay for college. That was hard. But this year, mm-mm. yeah, that has I, that has nothing to. Because what happens in marriage is two sinners are coming together to break away from their family and become one flesh. Sin, by nature and definition, is lawlessness and selfishness. All sin is rooted in selfishness. Right. So you got two selfish people coming together, trying to come together as one. Like Jesus said, the two shall become one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in that becoming, it's a process. Yeah. So in a journey, mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln said this, and it was really good. He said, "Uh, you know, if a man has a thousand mile journey, the map will show him where to go, but the map won't show him the valleys and the mountains and the and the terrains and the robbers." And the wild animals that's going the map just going to show you this is where you need to go mm-hmm. but it's not going to tell you in detail how that trip what that trip's going to look like same way in marriage now we know god's word guides us and if we do what he says in obedience no matter how we feel about it mm-hmm. because i would like to say i'm mature but bro i still i'm still regulated by my emotions mm-hmm. yeah i get offended i'm not doing nothing mm-hmm. for nobody <laughs> you know, but yeah, that, know is that, that but is that is that what God calls us to do though? No. And then when you have a brother that come alongside and say that to you, you want to fight him too. Right. You you're offended. Now you and I, we're not gonna fight nobody, but in our heart, our heart is speaking violence. Yeah. When a brother come along like my pastor did and says, Turn to Ephesians five twenty five, read what it says. It says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. How did Christ love the church? He died for her. He gave up his life for her, Mm -hmm. laid it down, washed her with the word, with the word. And he read that to me and I hated it. Yeah. Because what I wanted him to say, what I wanted to say is, what are you going to say about her? (laughs) Bring her into it. Exactly. But he never did. Never said nothing about her. It was all about me. Same thing when I talked to Uncle Lonzo when I was on vacation in Florida that Wednesday. Same thing. It was all about me. Mm Mm-hmm. This is what God is calling to do. Endure it. We don't talk to each other like that. We we placate men. We tickle their ears. We may even go. I mean, you know, you got the Kevin Samuel disciples out there. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> the women are the scum of the earth, right? So yeah. it's like, nah, we're not going to do that. What does God call you to do? Do right. it. Do it. Even if you don't like it. Cause starting off is gonna be hard. Working out, I'm I'm working out more. My body hurts. Mm-hmm. My legs are killing me. But the more you do it, the better it get. You'll get stronger. You'll endure. You'll be able to endure under heavy weight. Yeah. So um, I think all those things are helping me understand what it means to be a man. 
The first prayer I prayed as a Christian, make me like Christ, make me a man. Mm-hmm. It was just impressed in my heart. It was all sexy and nice and winsome when I said it, but going through it, oh, it's nasty. To become yeah. this priest of your home, protector of your home, provider of your home, the three things that I think the Bible lays out that a man should be. Um, or as Uncle Lonzo put it, when God created man, he gave him a will to obey or a work to do, will to, a will to obey and a woman to love. Mm-hmm. And looking at that realistically, intentionally, from an eternal perspective, you don't have a lot of time to think about other stuff, right? Your mind is pretty consumed. So a lot of foolish stuff that usually goes through your heart and your mind that don't matter, when you put your mind on more pure and holy and noble things, your mind is pretty filled up with things that's going to actually propel you to where you need to go. So mm-hmm. that's where I am, yeah. you know? And um, I think it's been a blessing. Um, Charles Spurgeon says, anything that makes you pray is a blessing. Amen. Right? Amen. So you got any thoughts? I see you thinking. Like, <laughs> No. Uh, just, just in relationships, man. Relationships is hard anyway. Um, and then when you think about a relationship that's supposed to last for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. I don't think I've, I've met anybody. I don't think I've met one seasoned couple that didn't laugh when you said, man, y'all look like y'all just get along so great. Or y'all just look like y'all got the perfect relationship. They're going to look at you and go, yeah, okay. Hey, man. You know what I mean? Hey, man. Because there's, there's, there's no such thing. Mm-mm. And most couples, seasoned couples seasoned couple that's been together for a while, they've, they've been through it, man. Yeah. You know, they've been through a lot. They've learned each other. They've learned to um, accept each other. Yeah. As the Bible tells us to uh, make allowances for each other. Um, non-negotiables become pet peeves yeah. after a while. You know? Yeah. Things that when you first got married, you would think, I just can't put up with that. Mm-hmm. Now you just realize that this is just who that person is. Yeah. You know, and you make you make allowances for them. You, you compromise for it. Um, so when I when I hear the type of stuff that you're talking about, man, I, I, I just praise God that you're coming from it from a kingdom view mm-hmm. and not a worldly view. Because the worldly view says, for the most part, I mean, there's people out there that work on their marriage or working on relationships that aren't following Christ. But for the most part, if we say what the Bible says, if we say what God says about the matter, or if we are looking to please God first and foremost, yeah, we're going to try to do the right thing. Yeah. You're going to try to do the right thing. And it's hard. It's so hard, man. Because you do want to... For me, I want to shut down. I mean... I got so mad a few weeks ago, I shut everything down. I ain't want to, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ride out somewhere for the weekend and I'm just going <laughs> to be by myself. That's it. That's all. I ain't doing nothing. Don't nobody. To what benefit? Yeah. To what benefit? Right. Same issues was going to be here when I get back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it was to no benefit. But again, thankfully, people around me, recognized it and said nah we're not doing that yeah you know and pulled me out of that and it is so important important to have good people around you man which in essence you're saying accountability 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 and i i just think that you know any any men's ministry that i've been a part of um you can see the process if you're if you're a part of it for a 
a period of time. You can see the process that a lot of people go through, a lot of the guys go through. Uh, with the the bravado mm -hmm. or the the airiness of a Christian, but not really taking hold of the values, not really applying the principles to their life. Yeah. Um until they see it being lived out. When you see a man being transparent, when you see a man being, being vulnerable mm -hmm. and saying what he's really going through and asking for help, asking for support, asking for prayers. And then you hear the other side of the story when he tells about coming out of the storm. So seeing, seeing this Christian walk lived out and I think both of us can attest to that, how it helped us to see it actually lived out, because it's hard to think, hey, you can't, nah, you can't do all that, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when you actually see it lived out, man, and, and I've had some excellent examples, Amen. you know, in my life with, you know, um, the guys that I hang out with, um, and you know the story of me and Mr. Marshall, yeah. Ted Marshall, mm -hmm. um, how I didn't really care for him for a long time, but I saw his, consistency yeah I saw his steadiness I saw his steadfastness I saw his love for other people and his willingness to spend quality time with people who were struggling and he give them that time you know that's seeing this Christian walk um this, this thing lived out man yeah you know and that does something to you if you really care yeah you know it 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 it, it, it really burned in my spirit like hey this this is what it's all about yeah you know seeing guys you know live a life of uh celibacy yeah you know for years at a time waiting for the right woman waiting for marriage that was un <laughs> that was <laughs> look at I, didn't think, I didn't think anything like that could happen you know it's like I no way I'm like, I exactly. I'm away. <laughs> five years man and, and counting you know it's <laughs> like wow but i saw that lived out I saw the results of it. I saw the blessings on this person's life. You know, it's like, man, so, so obedience is better than sacrifice. The word comes alive again, you know? So I, I just think, you know, that, that is like you said at the beginning, living the, living the example is the best thing that we can do. You know, let our lives be the sermon. Yeah. You know, let your life be the sermon. And that comes with consistency, that comes with accountability, that comes with transparency, and it comes with uh, discipline. It does, uh, that D word, discipline. Yeah. We shun that in America. Um, I always say, America is not the land of the free, America is the land of the me. Amen. It's all how about you feel? Me. It's all about me and how I feel. And how we definitely going to get into that later when we cover a Jackie Hill Perry book. Yeah. But it's all about me, right? So it's three trinities in the world, uh, but only one that's true. Obviously, we know the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And the Bible talks about the devil, the flesh, and the world. Um, my favorite to describe this flesh as me, myself, and I. Amen. Amen. If you want to kill a relationship, pursue pursue selfishness. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you want to prosper 
in a relationship. Pursue selflessness. Amen. But guess what? You cannot do that apart from the Spirit of God on a consistent basis because to pursue selflessness is to, here we go, die. Yes. Die to yourself. And pick up your cross. Amen. It's to die. Daily. Daily. Exactly. It's to lay down your life. A slave has no rights. Slaves have no rights. Paul says a slave to Christ. Mm -hmm. Right? That means you have no rights. It's not about your comfort. It's not about what's going to make you feel good. I'm saying that, Dad, theoretically. But to live that out is hard, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, Pastor Zach said it best. He said, ripping away from sin is a bloodbath. Mm. Very well put. You don't. It's it's a war. I mean, what did James say is like, what what cause of these what causes these quarrels and divisions among you? Isn't it the war of passions within you? You have not because you ask not. Mm -hmm. When you ask, you ask with selfish motive. You only want what's going to give you pleasure. Amen. I mean, you look at it. That look at the relationships you've been in. Look at the relationship I've been in. Fam from family to um, intimate, from marriage, from uh, father to son. Father, daughter, siblings, what what is the common theme of division? Selfishness. Selfishness. Yeah. What what makes people angry? What makes a baby angry? Uh, mm -hmm. Macy, she has my phone. I take it. She loses her mind. Yeah. Because I'm not giving her what, what she, she wants. wants. When she wants it. When she wants it and how she wants it. Exactly. Like, no, daddy, I need it right now. Like, no, Macy, no. <laughs> And she loses it. I mean, squ squeal. She does this squealing thing now to here the top comes, of our lungs. Here comes the conflict. It's about to be a conflict. Yeah. Because because our our wills are battling, and the stronger will will prevail. Right. And my, that means mine is going to prevail. No doubt. Right. So selfishness. Mm -hmm. This anger that comes out. Um, I was listening to this guy the other day. He said, um, "Sometimes God, when when God brings you your wife." One of the main things God is trying to show you in marriage is you're not as good as you think you are. Ooh. Ooh. So the Lord is showing you what's laying dormant in your heart yeah. during that dating stage when you put on facade, facade and you don't fart around her and you don't do none of that stuff. Yeah. You don't yawn. You don't try to burp. Try to act like you're this perfect person. You brush right. your teeth before she wake up. Right. All that type stuff that you do. You go that extra yard. But when you get in the nitty gritty of the everyday living, what God is trying to show you is what was laying dormant that was always there. Yeah. So when you react harshly to your wife and you talk to her like this and you better listen and you, you always been that. Yeah. A circumstance just didn't come up for it to be revealed. Mm -hmm. So you think you're a kind person and your wife comes in to your life and she does things to you or she, she's in your way and this anger rises up. I thought I was pretty, I thought I was pretty self-controlled. No, I'm yeah. not. I no. thought I was pretty, nice mm -mm. I thought I was pretty kind mm -mm. I thought I was pretty patient <laughs> marriage comes in and says nope 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 and yeah. God is just trying to show you how much you need him amen but we don't look at it like that like God's always working you know it's this old school song God is working let the church say amen say amen yeah like God is always working on us Romans 8 tells us to conform us into the image of his son 
And what's the image of his son? Look at Galatians 5, 25. I'm going to quote this right. Fruits of the Spirit. I think it's 5. I think it starts at like 22. Yeah, 22. And you'll see the fruit of the Spirit. What is Christ like? Read 1 John. Read the Gospels. Look at how patient he was with people. Even the people who sought to kill him, he was Mm -hmm. patient and still extended forgiveness to them. Mm-hmm. He said, I, have, I hold my hands out all day long to the people who reject me. But he still went to them. Mm-hmm. John said he went to his own. But they acknowledged him not. They rejected him. So when you become a Christian, it's not your best life now. It's your worst life now. Mm-hmm. That's why you live for eternity. Right. The old saints died looking forward to the return of Christ. Prophets died. One of the pastors says that they peered in carefully. Peter said they peered in carefully to see when this time will come where this will be fulfilled, the things that they were hearing. And they never got to see it. Amen. We have the whole Bible, the whole canonized scripture, God's full testament to humanity, and we still choose to disbelieve. Amen. Jackie Hill said something that's real good. She said, you know, all sin comes from these three things. Unbelief, doubt, and uh, I think I know it was unbelief. It was unbelief, doubt, and pride. When you sin, one of those three things or all three are functioning in your heart. So for me, if I feel like I'm not getting something I want from my wife, instead of saying it to her to get clarity, because maybe she's not thinking what I'm thinking. Boy, you talking about I can make some stories up in my head, Dad? Oh, Oh, my goodness. She say one thing, and my whole mind is like, she probably thinking this, 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 this. Instead of just killing my pride and saying, baby, what do you mean by that? Exactly. Why don't men do that, Dad? What is it? I don't know. I don't don't think it's a man thing, for one. It's not a man thing. I I, I think it's just, it's it's a personality trait for a lot of us, man. I just, because I definitely don't think it's a man thing. Okay. Um, But yeah, I, I feel you on that. Um, instead of just having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, just just or or God's word says um you know, those who diligently seek him will find favor, right? And at the right hand of God is pleasure forevermore. There's joy in God's presence at his right hand is pleasure forevermore. The doubt comes in to believe that the only pleasure that I can receive comes from this world. Yeah, exactly. And pleasure, I don't really want to look at it. You want to think about sex, money, yeah. um, popularity, fit, mm-hmm. the way you look. Whatever you get pleasure from or you derive pleasure from, you believe that's it. Right. But God's word says that the deepest pleasure, the, the true joy that you're looking for is in Christ. Are you going to believe it, though? Yeah. No. Most people don't. Most people will say they do it, but to actually dig for this pleasure that's in Christ. Yeah. You know, John Piper has this book called The Pleasures of God. Really good book. Uh, big book, though. He writes a lot. But anyway, it's a really good book. But to really believe that takes faith. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a mustard seed, to believe it, that's when you'll start seeing freedom. And the biggest part of freedom that I'm starting to see in my life is obedience. It comes through obedience. Mm-hmm. Amen. When you obey God, that's when you start to see him working really, really 
um, heavily in your life. And obedience is, 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 is literally doing what God says in any situation. Yeah. So if that means control your tongue, mm -hmm. one of the greatest measures of a Christian is controlling your tongue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Again, a, a, a gentle answer turns away wrath. Bible also talks about um, don't answer a fool according to his folly or you'll become foolish like him. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. The wisest men know how to limit their words. So what do you know about controlling the tongue or denying yourself or whatever it, whatever it is, anger, whatever it is that you're struggling with, where, how do you get a biblical worldview of that issue? You got to read the Bible. Read the Bible. You gotta study the Bible. It's not going on YouTube and hear people talk about the Bible. Ooh. It's not listening Amen. to Steve Harvey. Right. <laughs> it's not listening to the View. It's not reading Washington Post. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's none of that stuff. It's because, again, the the Word of God is sharp. It's active, cutting between bone and marrow. God wants to help you. So any issue that you have <clears> in your life. Seek to be obedient to what God says, even though you don't feel like it and you don't feel it in the moment. Yeah. And I'm talking to myself. That's hard, bro. Yeah. Because I play video games, because of some of the other things that I've struggled with in my life, it's instant. It's an instant gratification. Yeah. So if it's not instant, you don't want to endure it. But endurance is the Christian life. You endure mm -hmm. most of the stuff that you want in this life. God may not give it to you. So that he can raise your affection and rouse your affection for eternity to be with him so that you look for a building not made with hands the hebrew says amen you feel me <clears throat> i do yeah man like god is always working he's always finding a way to conform us into his son so <laughs> i think that's a uh, i think that's pivotal it is pivotal i mean it, it's it's <clears throat> it's it's true and that just is it's true. There's no other way to put it. No other way to put it, man. But I, I think that, excuse me, <clears throat> I just think that as we grow in Christ and as we build that track record, you know, it becomes easier or it should become easier for you to, to rely on God. Mm -hmm. It should become easier for your belief in God to be the driving force behind what you do. Yeah. You're not always gonna respond the way you should in it from the get-go. Yeah. But I think those times in between you being in your flesh and you being back into the spirit should get shorter and smaller as you go. Um, <clears throat> just just as we as we walk this out, and and if we're intentional, I mean, when you're talking about Paul, I was like, man, that that's the epitome of life of of living. Eternally, yeah. for, you know, living intentionally for eternity. That's that's what he was. Mm -hmm. You know, he was saying, in spite of everything that's going on around me, I'm doing this for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'll get my reward. Yeah, my reward is coming. Mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> and I often think about when you when when you hear seeing Hebrews when they talk about the the uh, the Hall of Fame of Faith. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> and those people didn't get to see. They, I mean, they didn't receive their rewards here on earth. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But do you think that Moses really was hurt because he didn't make it into the promised land? Spiritually speaking, <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I mean. Yeah. 
you know mm -hmm. so you know they 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 get their reward man. yeah and and it's not all about them regretting it as soon as their spirit leave their body yeah you know mm -hmm. so that that that's what we have to look forward to we have to we have to be able to look forward to the fact that first of all tomorrow's not promised to me yeah and one of the you know i don't really follow tk jakes as often but one of the things that he said that i remember and it's it's, it's probably a big sign he said live as if um live as if you're gonna live for the next 50 but plan now plan as if you're gonna live for 50 more years but live as if you're gonna die tomorrow yeah you know that's wise it's very wise mm -hmm. you know what i mean plan your life but live your life according to you may be called home yeah tonight you know amen yeah man i think uh you know, Paul is a good example of that because he says, you know, I don't go around shadow boxing, but I beat my body into into submission. Mm -hmm. So I may gain everything that God has for me. He said, I work harder than I worked harder than all the apostles. Mm -hmm. For the grace of God has been given to me and I work harder than all of them. It's not arrogant. He's telling the truth. He told the truth. The because those, here we go. Jesus said, those who've been forgiven much, love much forgive much you know those who those who have forgiven much love much yeah man so I think uh Paul says this in 2nd Timothy 4 6 for I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time for my departure is close I have fought the good fight I have finished the race I have kept the faith there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord the righteous judge will give me on that day not only to me but to all those who have loved his appearance mm -hmm. living attention for eternity bro. you know and I think that's what we should do that's what we should be about mm -hmm. we should be a people Ashton Dakers OG in the faith Uncle Lonzo's disciple yeah he said uh shoot for heaven and you'll obtain it and some of the earth. Shoot for the earth, you'll miss both. Amen. Yeah. You know, so I think that was a really good kind of saying. I thought that was pretty cool. But he's saying shoot for eternity and and you'll be able to hold loosely the things of the earth. Because there's things on earth that's good. Like, we're not going to be one of those people that's like omniscient. Just like, we hate the world. I don't. No. There's things in the world that I love. I enjoy quite a bit. I love technology. Man. You know? I love basketball. <laughs> you know, I love Chick-fil-A. Like, it's things that... I, but Christ says, store up your possessions in heaven, heaven. Where the moth and all this stuff can't get to it. But here on earth, oh, it's going to be trouble. Mm -hmm. It's going to be trouble. Why put your faith in this place that's perishing? Yeah. You know, it's not only fall in, it's falling. Right? So I think that was a really, really good point. Yeah, Dad. So... That's kind of into my life. All right. Last 10, 15 minutes that we got. We've both been reading a book by Jackie Hill Perry called Gay Girl, Good God. Amen. What's some things that stuck out to you? I think the, the most important thing that, that sticks out with that book and just with Jackie in, in, in general is that she talks about sin. <laughs> 
that 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 that's what she always comes back to. She takes the emphasis off of the act, off of the specific act, off of the struggle, mm-hmm. and puts it solely on sin. And that's why she always going back to the garden. Yeah. That's why she's always going back to the beginning. Because she wants everybody to understand that it's your sinful nature that is that has to be conquered, that has to be quenched, that has to be recognized first and off. It's, it's the sin in us that causing us to do all of these crazy things. And I just love the way that she constantly talks about that and, and, and the way that she goes about <clears throat> ministering mm-hmm. to those struggling with same-sex attraction. Yeah. Is, I, I think it is, um, it's a breath of fresh air man the way that she goes about it because i've always wondered how to do it you know how 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 should churches go about ministering to people in same-sex attraction Mm -hmm. you know and and i think she hits it on the head as far as it's not about that let's and and the part in the book where she said when when she had the she um God was talking to her. She was like, how, how did she went right away to how do I do this and do that? How yeah. do I get rid of that? He said, don't worry about it. You well, come to me and we'll work everything else out. Amen. That is, that's the, that's, that's it right there. Amen. I mean, that just cuts through everything because we know that no matter what we battle with, yeah, if we just focus on him and as we learn him and as we become more like Christ, we want to shake off those things. Yeah, you want to get rid of those things. You don't want to act out in those things because there's a lot of people with the same sex attraction still battle with it. They just don't act on it. Absolutely, it's the two are ta- constantly fighting, fighting with right. each other. Galatians five seven five seventeen. Like us, battling with lust. Yep. Just as just you know, fornication, yep. lust, mm-hmm. all of those things. You fight with it constantly. Yep. But the victory comes in not acting on it asking for forgiveness mm-hmm. when you think about it too much when you pursue it when you do all of those things so my my with the book like you was asking me man i just likes the way that i like the way that she deals with sin mm-hmm. and the importance of recognizing and dealing with the sin first and foremost amen um one passage that came to my mind is i was thinking about jackie and her book was um romans 12 1 through 2 and it says therefore brothers and sisters in view of the mercies of god i urge you to present your bodies Mm -hmm. as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to god this is your true worship do not be conformed to this age but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good pleasing and perfect will of god that's romans 1 through 2. right and that was one of my favorite passages because transformation takes on the greek word metamorphosis it means metamorphosis and metamorphosis is how we get from a butterfly you go from this ugly worm to the beautiful majestic creature mm-hmm. um, over a period of time it's a transformation um i liken um, uncle lonzo he doesn't like the word process i like right. transformation a little bit better right it seems more authentic than a process like process just seems like a meat maker package you know what i'm saying like you're going yeah. through assembly line it's less robotic but a journey or transformation makes it seem like oh yeah this is this work is intentional behind mm-hmm. it 
So that's what I was thinking about with her and um, presenting your body. And that's what I was talking about with obedience. A true Christian stumbles, falls, mm -hmm. the righteous man falls six times, but he always gets up seven times, but he always gets up. Um, you look at biblical characters who sin, who sinned. Um, our brothers and sisters who sin, and you look in the mirror and see one every morning. And that's why I try to tell people at the church, oh, I know I'm a hypocrite. When people come at the church all super hard, they are hypocrites. Oh, I know. I know I'm a hypocrite. That's why I go to church. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why I need a savior. That's yeah. why I'm telling you about this savior, because yeah. I know I do not always practice the things that I want to practice. That's genuinely there. Romans right. 7. I genuinely want to do and submit myself to God's will. But there's something working in my heart that refuses to let go. Right. I can quiet him. He will remain dormant at times. But on this side of eternity, it only takes a good day or a bad day for him to pop up. Amen. People always think it's bad days, but it's also good days. Mm -hmm. Pastor Zach always says, on the other side of victory is strong temptations. Think about it. This wonderful moment with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit all together at once. For the first time we see in Scripture in the New Testament, Jesus is about to get baptized. He goes into the water as he's coming up, descended. The dove is coming down. Holy Spirit is coming down in the form of a dove. And then you get the Father saying, this is my beloved Son who I love dearly. You see this beautiful, majestic thing happening. It's beautiful. John hears it. And he's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Then what happens? Next chapter, the Spirit leads Jesus away to, the, to be mm -hmm. tempted. Amen. So on the other side of success, it's probably your biggest temptation. Mm -hmm. So is it true everybody falls in their worst time? No, people actually get stronger and they're strong and they're in their tough times. Mm -hmm. That's when God really does the work. It's at ease. Yes. It's at ease where it's really hard yes. to live a godly life. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. um, Job said, I was at ease and God shook me by my neck. Mm -hmm. So it's the ease, it's, it's the comfort of life that makes you rebel against God. I love the proverb that says, Lord, don't give me don't give me a lack of food so I may curse you, right? But don't give me a lot of food that I may forget you. <laughs> oh, amen. Amen. Just give me exactly what I need right. <laughs> so that I can always keep my mind set before you. Amen. John MacArthur pointed out the other day that David said, I always set the Lord before me. And he said that's pretty much a biblical worldview. And I think Jackie is doing that mm -hmm. in this book. She's constantly being transformed by the renewing of her mind. Not, not faking like, she don't know the, the subtleties of sin and how it can produce pleasure for a moment. Yes. That's what makes it tangible. Nobody sins because it don't feel good. Exactly. You sin because it feels good. Mm -hmm. But in the end, Romans says, now think back on how you were like and look at the shame it brings because sin always equals going to bring shame. Mm -hmm. It will if you've been genuine, authentic, especially if we're Christians. Right? Like James says, don't, don't, don't laugh and be joking when you sin or be mournful, be sorrowful, mm -hmm. repent. It's not funny. Every time you <laughs> sin and you give yourself in the sin, Galatians says you're nailing Jesus back onto the cross. Oh, yes. It's getting hot in here. Yeah. So take all. Yeah. That's real, but that's how we got to look at it. Um, <clears throat> this is what Jackie said. Um, this is one of the only quotes I'm going to say to this point of renewing your mind. She says, uh, it's lengthy, but I'll read it pretty quick. She said to me, the devil made more sense than God sometimes. Both he and God spoke. God through his scriptures, Satan through doubt. I learned of the Ten Commandments in Sunday school in between eating a handful of homemade popcorn and picking up my stockings. The thou shalt nots didn't compliment the sweet butter chew I found myself distracted by. 
They were a noise I didn't care to welcome. You can't. You shouldn't. Do not. Didn't sound like a song worth listening to, only a terrible noise to drown out by resistance. Satan, on the other hand, only told me to do what felt good or what made sense to me. If Lion allowed me to keep the belt in my mama's hand from tearing my behind into two, then Lion was a good thing. Mm-hmm. I defined goodness on my own terms. It wore whatever definition I decided it should on for that day. God had indeed been the original one to introduce the concept of goodness into the earth, but for me to live in his kind of goodness, faith was required. All that he said was good was good because he was including all that he commanded me not to do. For he knew that the cruelest thing he could ever do was to not tell me and everyone alive to avoid what would keep us from him. Hmm. What you think? Isn't that a renewed mind? It is. It is. Being transformed by the renewing of your mind. What did she say? I sometimes believe Satan more than God. Mm-hmm. It's tough not to in this world, right? So the battle. What does God? What does the Satan? What does Satan use to tempt us? The flesh in this world. Mm-hmm. Right. The flesh is always hostile to God. Romans eight mm-hmm. talks about that. Romans six talks about it too. And this world is hostile to God. Do not love the world or things in it. For God, for it's perishing. Right. Right. So we call that the love. It's the love that God hates and it's the love of the world. So when she said it, it's like, yeah, that's true. Even as Christians, there's times where we can be deceived for a while. We may be duped by a strange doctrine, a myth that yes, sounds good. Exactly, right? exactly. It may sound like, oh, that could be like, let go and let God. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like what, what what does that mean? Right. What does that mean? What does that look like? You know, or or I mean, what's some other stuff that people say that's like it kind of sound good? You know, like songs like he saw all the best in me. Mm-hmm. Everyone else around me could only see the worst in me. Well, no, God actually saw the worst in you. Right. <laughs> it was nothing good about you. Right. It was no redeeming quality about you that God made. That you that made God say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna save that yeah, person." It was right. His will, and it right. gave Him pleasure. Just exactly. live with that, right? And be happy with it. Yeah. But to think it's because you got some redeeming quality in you, yeah. Amen. You made an image of God, but at the end of the day, you were about <laughs> two cent. You were Amen. about two cent. You dirt, man. And from the dirt you came, from, from the dirt you, you shall, shall return. return. Amen. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was really good. Um, and we'll break this down more. I think Jackie did a great job, Dad, of just. She was so honest. Oh yeah. She was so honest and um she she talked about <laughs> Yeah, I think it's one part uh that she talked about that was really good. And I can't I can't remember exactly. Oh, here's one. So she's talking about uh when she met the girl at Wendy's. Yeah. She was on the cash register. Yeah. And she was saying she wanted to she wanted yeah. to go at this girl so bad and she was like all those feelings she thought she said she said i was only been a christian for about 24, 24 hours. hours 24 hours and she said the battle was still there yeah. and i wanted to talk to him she said but i i discovered there was a new law working in me mm-hmm. that was telling me to resist it something i never i never experienced before and she just was like so she kind of goes through that for this whole chapter and then she comes to this part where she says um 
still missing her, her old girlfriend, and any woman for that matter, I felt myself wanting to look toward heaven only to wave goodbye. My back, showing signs of the wear and tear from the cross it was carrying day to day, was weary. The earth started to look like heaven and God, a fading cloud. Standing in the back room at work, I said to God in my mind, where no one but him could hear me speak, quote, God, I'm really struggling. Mm-hmm. I want to go back so bad. Mm-hmm. Lord, help me. Amen. End quote. Amen. I stood there straightened up by a familiar interruption, quieted and listening. My man held it in this sentence. Jackie, you have to believe my word is true, even if it contradicts how you feel. Amen. Amen. Praise God for that sister. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Praise God for that sister. As we wrap up. She is a wonderful, (laughs) wonderful, wonderful. Gift to the body. Gift to the body. She really is. A wonderful gift to the body. I was blown away the first time I seen her. I'm truly blown away. Because I think you put me on the Jackie. I I really think you did. Yeah, through her poetry. Her poetry, yeah. yeah. So, um... Yeah, I was I was really um I appreciate her book. And we can get into way more, but those are the things that stuck out to me yeah. as we cross over into sexuality and start thinking about human sexuality and how you digest because you're in a generation that a girl was a girl and a boy was a boy. Mm-hmm. And if a girl shows some feminine tra- or some dominant tra- traits, traits like masculinity, y'all would say a tomboy. Yeah. Y'all might you say dyke. Y'all might have mm-hmm. said dyke. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah. Y'all see cause y'all was harsh. Y'all was like dykes and faggots. Like, yeah. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. Sissies and hishies. Because I will not use the word faggot no more. Like, that joint is, like, outlawed. Right. You know, like, gay people have dignity now, right? So, um, uh, we don't go at them as hard. Uh, And I'm not saying gay people don't have dignity. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying uh, they have pride now. Um, So, with that being said, like, this got to be kind of new for you. Like with this sexuality and seeing that <clears throat> just how evasive it is and just how it's taken over and it's like the subject. Even you thinking about church, like how do we deal with this? Because yeah. it's just so dominant right now. It's like this hyper focus on sexuality, not just right. same sex, but you think of like pornography and what it's doing to young men and women and the divorce rates because of sexuality. Like there's got to be a change for you because it's not how it used to be when you was coming no. up. No, everything, <clears throat> we know that there's nothing new under the sun. No. It was just in the closet. It was kept under wraps. And now it's just like <clears throat> the sun is shining on it. The the, 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 the bright lights are on it. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of the quote unquote power right now. So it is different. It is hard to see so much <clears throat> acceptance. Tolerance. Tolerance. Acceptance. Uh, creating laws um, for them and against us against us who do, who, do, who doesn't who don't accept it mm-hmm. um, so it is it is and, and and it just goes to say good sense it's just <laughs> non-existent now because if you if you can't see the moral decay if you can't see the consequences of allowing this stuff to continue. <clears throat> That's just not, you're just blind. And uh, just the blind. word says that uh, God, 
well, God's word says that Satan blinds the hearts of those mm -hmm. who don't believe. Amen. Uh, in Thessalonians, it said people, Second Thessalonians, I think it said people perish because they hate the truth. Yeah. They disobey the truth. Right. They disdain, they're obstinate towards the truth. That's why people perish. Romans says it's, it's evident. God is self-evident, right? Um, that this is a male or that this is a female. But now we're marking on the lines. So we invent new ways to sin mm -hmm. in a sense. Um, Amen. So I think, I think that's the reality. Uh, I was thinking this through the other day because even the thing of you ask a simple question, well, are you a woman? I don't know. Exactly. Am I? That's what I was just So thinking. I kind of go to like, are you an adult? Right. Yeah. Well, how right. do you know? Right. So you kind of traps people. Right. Right? Yeah. It kind of traps people into, okay, are you a child? No. How you know? Because <laughs> cause you just can see. Exactly. Really? <laughs> you know what I mean, Dad? Right. Really? Not, yeah. It's really? Kind of, yeah. Just like but, you said, basic <laughs> truth just... They just avoid it. And the way you do that, and that I think we have to say some of this, shouldn't we have to look at this from an eternal prospect and perspective and say that some of this is just straight demonic? It is. Okay. You have to look at it that way. You have to look at because it. Because it's way. very powerful. Right. This grasp for sexuality. Mm -hmm. It has to be demonic, right? Because Timothy tells us that demons have doctrine and doctrine is just a set of beliefs a mm -hmm. set of teachings truths right. that you espound so the christian faith has certain doctrines like jesus is god faith only comes or salvation only comes through faith in jesus christ god is three persons called this and one you know what i mean so those are christian doctrines that we believe a set right. of truths or beliefs that we believe to be true and accept and it says demons have doctrines that amen deceptive deceitful lies but they're powerful mm -hmm. because the human nature is more apt to listen to a lie than the truth come on eve yeah come great on example. Eve. great example right like great like example. like we're just more adapt <clears throat> to listen to falsehood than truth that's why we got to be made new and renewed in our minds mm -hmm. so then we will know god's perfect will his mm -hmm. mind, like, and not only did he give us his spirit, he gave us the mind of Christ. When the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to lead us into all truth. He's the spirit of truth. He will only say what he's heard from me because Jesus is the truth, the way and the light. Amen. So it's like when you, um, Proverbs says, when, when there's no divine revelation, the people go mad. Yeah. Yeah. I love Proverbs, bro. Yeah. But when, when there's no divine revelation, the people run mad. We see that. In the last yeah. days, yeah. people are gonna become arrogant, backstabbers, yeah. obstinate, doing whatever they want. Yeah. And we, we kind of see that. We we see it more and more. Uh and I like to say when the truth goes away, feelings rules the day. Mm. Mm. God showed me that. I wasn't I ain't hear no, that from nobody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when truth goes away, that's all you word. can do is stick to your feelings. That's a word. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like, um, that's why when we have our children, when I think about Macy and Summer and Winter, even Langston, my angel, all of them, you know, I coined this phrase last week. I said one of our primary, one of our primary jobs is parents, Christian parents, husband and father. I mean, husbands and fathers, 
fathers and mothers is to raise up a generation of children in our homes that go out and live God's word in God's world. Mm. Mm-hmm. We ought to raise up, train up, urge young people that come in our influence, especially our children, in our house to live out God's word in God's world because they're not inheriting it. I didn't inherit the world that you inherited. Right. And my children are definitely not going to inherit yeah. the world that you inherited. Now, yeah. I, they was testing on us. We was like the rabbits. <laughs> you know, we was like the test dummies, mm-hmm. uh, my generation. But it's, it's escalated because Paul says, you know, people, people evilness is going to grow worse. Right? right. So again, it goes back to the world, and it's just fall in. It's falling. It's getting right. worse. Right. Um, but it only, you know, the more darkness there is, the light shines brighter. Mm-hmm. Amen. You see it. Yeah. You see it brighter, and it and it becomes when it's really, really dark. That one dimmer light becomes all you want. Yeah. You're in a dark cave, and you see that glimmer of light. You focus That's on it. It you gives want. you hope. Yes. Amen. So I'm not all bad that it's getting dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to suffer. It's going to be bad. But to be the light of the earth, it got to become dark. Yeah. And man's heart are getting dark, darker through laws that we write, mm-hmm. through these stupid churches mm-hmm. that preach these stupid doctrines yeah. and these stupid services, singing these stupid songs led by these stupid pastors <laughs> that Say only so. want to teach people what's going to give them pleasure. That's right. going to get them to keep coming back. Some out of ignorance, some being demonic. Amen. They are messengers for Satan. I'm not name dropping, but it's a lot of them out there. And it's sending a strong delusion to people. But those people that's under there, are, some may want to be delivered, but most of them want to hear that. Mm-hmm. They do not want God. And when you play with God and you do not want him, he will turn you over. And the consequences are tragic. Tragic. One Amen. last word on Amen. sexuality, bro. Amen. Then we're about to hear. One last word on sexuality. <clears throat> Uh, Christopher Yoon, he was a um, he used to be a homosexual. God delivered him and saved him, and he wrote a book called Holy Sexuality in the Gospel. So he takes an eternal view, and he talks about sin and the original image of God and how this all works together. And this is what the quote says: It says, in face of today's widespread belief that experience supersedes essence, the correct way for Christians to comprehend identity, particularly as it uh, relates to sexuality is to better grasp who we are in light of God's truth. Mm-hmm. True identity is not what I do, nor is it how I am. True identity is who I am. Read that again. True identity is not what I do, nor is it how I am. True identity is who I am. In other words, identity in Christ means union with Christ. Mm -hmm. The reformer John Calvin articulated this profound truth. Quote, man never achieves a clear knowledge of himself unless he has first looked upon God's face. End quote. When when secular researchers reject the supernatural, it's no surprise that they also disregard the possibility of purpose behind the original or the origin human beings. Mm Christians know there is a God who lovingly and intentionally created us for a purpose. We begin with a complete theocentric or God-centric view of human of humankind that we're all created in the image of God, Genesis 1, but also distorted by sin because of the fall, Genesis 3. Only then 
Are we able to understand our desires, submit to Christ, and live according to God's word? Who am I? Who are you? Who are we? The answer begins with the image of God and the doctrine of sin. Amen. That's Did that a not nice come forth? Yes. That's a nice way to bring it full circle. Yes. Until you know who God is, you don't know who you are. Right. And the only way to know who God is, is through his son, Jesus Christ. For there has been no name given under heaven to which men must be saved. Amen. Amen. The only way to the Father is through me. Amen. I'm excited for my new co-host, man. <laughs> did you enjoy yourself? Like, do you do you I, think yeah. this was productive? Do you think it flowed? Which, which, I'm happy, bro. I, I think we're taking off, man. I think it flowed. I think it's 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 very thought provoking. I mean, the 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 turns that we take while we're talking is very thought provoking, and um, it's 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 satisfying to my soul, man, to to have these discussions and to know that they're going to be shared. Um, it's good stuff, and I'm excited too. I'm excited. I enjoyed the last what is it an hour? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's been good. It's been good. It's been good. Um, I just want to leave you with one life point. I want to leave you with one life point for today. And this, we're going to deal with, uh, we're going to stay with Christopher Yoon. This is really good. He says, uh, when we say that every person should be treated with dignity and respect, it's not because of our commitment to human rights but because we're all created in the image of God. Every person is endowed with unquestionable value and should be treated with dignity and respect. The Mago D is the only true foundation of human rights. I hope I said that. Imago D, I hope I did. This is an indictment of Christians who mock or demonize people identifying as gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender. Such hurtful actions and attitudes fail to honor the dignity the dignity and value of others creating the image of Christ and proclaim the good news to those who have yet to believe. We must remember where we came from so that we know where we're going, Dad. Amen. We must remember who we used to be yes. as yes. we're evangeli evangelizing the people. Very important. You must remember who you were. And this was in my home. Um, I like this. This was in my devotion this morning. As we leave, our life point is this. This comes from Titus 3, verses 1 through... Uh, let's do 1 through 6. It says, Remind them to submit to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to slander no one, to avoid fighting, and to be kind, always showing gentleness to all people. For we too, once, were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by various passions and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, detesting one another. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not by works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his worth, His mercy, through the washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. He poured out his spirit on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that Having been justified by his grace, we may become heirs with the hope of eternal life. Amen to that. Love y'all, brothers and sisters. I am Dez Oots, the host of The Life 
Podcast. Living intensely for eternity, people. So happy that you joined us, Dad. Say bye to the people. Goodbye, everyone. And we out. Peace.